Welcome to this week's episode of Cover Zero. We are back today previewing the top 10 wide receivers, which is always seems to be a position group that a lot of people really love tackling. And it seems like everyone kind of has their opinion or at least their eye on this position within regards to fantasy and what we've been able to see rookie receivers do as of late. Gentlemen, how are y'all today? Feeling great, man, especially after the news. Doing well. Draft almost here, so that's always exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want to jump into that news you were alluding to, Josiah? Uh, Yeah, man. I mean, it's about time we get some type of justice around here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm sure everybody everybody that's listening to this, they seen it earlier today that Derek, however you pronounce his fucking last name, you know, is just accounted all three charges. So, you know, that's a big win for us. You know what I mean? Um. You know, I always say it starts with the it starts at the top, it starts with the system, you know, and once that starts to change, then you know, real change will start to happen for us. So this was really good to see. Most definitely. Most definitely was. And it, you know, like you said, it starts at the top, and then now it starts the the legal system holding the ones in within that system accountable and really right. giving them what they deserve. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll jump into our top ten. Starting with our honorable mentions first, and that is going to be Amari Rogers out of Clemson. Amari has had a pretty solid career over the last three years over at Clemson. And I'll start with you, Henry. What deserves Amari Rogers to be on this list, but also what kind of keeps him out of the top 10? Uh, well, Kim's out of the top 10, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, playing over there at Clemson. Being, you know, you, you have talent around you, and it just seems seems like sometimes he just, in those big moments, that talent didn't come out. But you you see flashes of it, and that's why, of course, he's an NFL he's an NFL prospect because the flashes is there, and it's crazy because you know sometimes you know a lot of people think Dabo Sweeney is one of those coaches that usually get the most out of his players, but it just seemed like some plays he took some plays off. Maybe he knew the play wasn't going to him. He wasn't going off full throttle. I don't, I don't know what it, what it could be. But he's a, but like you said, when you see the flashes, he, he definitely showed flashes. He's a good body wide receiver. He's actually pretty solid out of the slot. Um, attacks the ball really well, strong hands. So I think it's just really that inconsistency that kept him – out of our top 10 with some of the negative that is on his game tape. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Josiah, there's some people who think this guy that Amari Rogers might be like a Ty Montgomery type of person who could benefit from a position switch to running back or at least used in that mold to some degree. Do you see that with him? I could definitely see that with him because I, I didn't really see too much of him being a wide receiver. I mean, you know, he has some productive stats, you know, last year. He did okay. He did pretty good. You know, but I think as a running back, I think he would really stand out, you know. And and another thing, too, is you didn't really see him. I mean, you didn't really see him play like downfield. Like he, he didn't run a lot of a lot of routes. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of routes that I've seen him run when he was playing in Clemson. It was a lot of short routes. It was a lot of routes and, you know, a lot of flat routes as far as mm-hmm. like getting the ball in the flat, you know, and getting his yardage from there. But as far as really being one of those wide receivers that could run any route and, and going deep downfield, I didn't really see that from him. So I think he is somebody that could possibly move to running back, especially depending on, you know, who he who drafts him. You know, I mean, these coaches are so creative with their offensive schemes. I definitely think it's a possibility and it might suit him even more. You know, because he wasn't even on. I didn't even have him personally as honorable mention. But yeah, I think I think that would fit him well. 
Yeah, I could really see it. I mean, five foot ten, two hundred and twelve pounds. Dude put up twenty four reps in the bench press. I mean, those are like, and you see how he is as a natural runner. All of those just kind of go into what a running back is. And with the ball in his hands, the dude is strong, being able to break tackles with his lower half. So maybe somewhat kind of in that Debo Sammy role where you give him like jet sweeps or things like that out of the slot. But yeah, the dynamic, the dynam- <clears throat> excuse me, dynamic ability as a runner is what at least lands him here. And the inconsistency is what keeps him down low, as you alluded to, Henry. So we will move into the top 10. And the first guy on that list is Amon Ross St. Brown out of USC. And Josiah, we'll go ahead and let you start with why your fellow Trojan belongs on the top 10 prospects in 2021. Well, first of all, man, he deserved to be on here because he's a Trojan. So, you know, that was happening. Man, nah, man. You know, go with that. <laughs> nah, he, he was a good wide receiver, man. Um, you know, I, we talked about this before. One of the issues that I had with him, I'm just going to get right into the, to the issue, is his blocking. You know, you have to be able to block in, 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 in college too, but definitely in NFL. You know, you're going against top elite defensive players and you want to be able to block well. And I didn't really see that from him at all. You know, there was times where there was tape I was watching versus UCLA and he was getting ran over at times. And there was times where he would go out and try to make the block on the corner of the safety and he was getting pushed down, you know, shoved down, you know. And um, and he's not really, you know, you know, he's not a small wide receiver. You know, he's a little bit below – 200 pounds at 195 and he's at six one, you know, the height is pretty solid, you know, but other than that, I thought he was a pretty, he did pretty, pretty solid over there in us uh, at USC. He did pretty solid. Um, you know, he's uh, I, I like him. And I think one of his best routes that he run is out routes. I mean, they had him use, they used him in the out routes. I don't know how many times, you know, in the tape that I was watching and then obviously the games watching him. So he's really good with his out routes. I think he's solid in his post routes as well, you know, and and I want to – and I'll, I'll say this too. Wherever he goes, hopefully he goes to a team that will use him a little bit more, you know, because I think he has the talent to do more. And I, I just think the way the offense was ran over there at, you know, in USC, the way it was ran over there in Southern Cal, not saying that it didn't involve him. It obviously did involve him. But I think he could have did a little bit more. We've seen it what he did in 2019. And obviously we didn't play that many games last year. So, I mean, you know, obviously that's going to play a, play a, play a part, but I feel like even the games that he did play, it was a lot of the same routes, you know? So hopefully whoever drafts him, you know, uh, he'll go to a team that will be able to expand his talents a little bit more, but I do think he deserved to be on this list. Yeah, no, for sure. And I like how you say like with his, you would have liked to see him do a little bit more because in 20 last season in 2020, they moved him outside more because he was predominantly a slot before, especially in 2019 when he had that really, really good year. Right. He was predominantly playing out of the slot. 2019, he ran 749 routes or 749 snaps out of the slot. Then in 2020, it was 116, even in a shorter season out of the slot. So it's like you see this guy, like they expanded him to 293 routes out on the numbers where before combined throughout his first two years at USC, he didn't even clock that much. But what I like about him so much is his body control. You see it show up on his ability to run a lot of different routes from the slot. He has loose hips and he's very good at making the first dude miss. And that all of that just comes down to body control and just like his, his balance and his ability to have loose hips and move with some shiftiness and a nice little wiggle when he needs to. So And pretty solid hands as well overall. 
for the most part. But yeah, I think if you get him, he could plug in as a like immediate slot to an offense, and then eventually, as time goes on, probably expand maybe to that number two role in an offense. For you, Henry, what round grade do you have on Amon Ross St. Brown, and why? I can see him going to the mid. The mid third to maybe mid fourth somewhere in that range. I like Amara St. Brown. You know, uh, talented family over there. We already know his brother Equinidius uh, is on the on the Green Bay Packers. They had another brother that played at Stanford, and he's the youngest one. I think he's the best out of all the brothers. Really, really talented guy. You know, coming out of high school, he was the highest rated uh, wide receiver uh, in his class uh, when he committed to USC's. But he has a lot of talent. Um, I think. It, He's probably best suited to play the slot in the NFL, but he can't play outside. He has to, you know, it's on his tape, but it was just USC was just asking him to do that a lot is to play, you know, in the slot, but he does have the capability to play on the outside. Um, strong can, can run those those tough middle routes, slant routes, the end routes, all those, and still be able to fight through that contact where you're, you know, of course you're going in with the linebackers, you're going in with the big, the big meat of the of, of a NFL defense. I feel like he has the physicality to, you know, hold up in those. You know, he doesn't really have a lot of injury history, so you know he's available when it, when his name is called. So that's always very very important. But um, I, I like his game a lot. I think if he could just. Uh, show more consistency on if he is playing on the slot or if he is going to be on the outside. But other than that, he's, he's a real, real solid player. I've always, you know, I, like I told you guys, like I always say on the podcast, I keep up with guys since they were in high school. He has put, lived up to the bill. So I uh, definitely got him in mid-third to mid-fourth round. I can see him go. Because this, this wide receiver class is, is really, really deep. You know, if this is just your it average is. wide receiver class, he'll probably be a second-round pick. But since it's so, so deep, I, I guess I'm going mid-third to, to the mid-fourth. Yeah, I got him as a third-round grade. Would you agree, Josiah? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that's a good spot. I, I say mid-third to fourth. That's a really good – both of those two spots I could see. The third or fourth round, I could see him going. Yeah, yeah, solid for him. Well-coached receiver, well-coached receiver. Trilingual, too. Speaks German and French fluently as well. Random oh, factoids wow. about, yeah, you know, so that says something about his attention to detail and his smarts. <clears throat> we will move into number nine on the list. And this dude, Rondell Moore, I mean, there are few prospects that are like him in the sense of how short he is. At his pro day, he only measured at five foot seven. He's been listed at five foot nine in a lot of different places and on most yeah. rosters, <laughs> but he measured at five seven. At his pro day, but in no me, if you watch this dude play and you see what he's able to do on the field, in no way does this dude play little. He's, he's just short. He's electric. Super electric, bro. It's like he had that video when he squatted 600 pounds and like there was no pause when he went into his like ascent on the squat. There, there's no pause anywhere. It was just like, boop, I got this. Right. right. Insane, insane ability. When he was in, tw- in 2018, I don't know if there was a field that he actually took a snap on where he wasn't the most dangerous player on that field, the best on it. But then, unfortunately, in- injuries derailed injuries. him. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's that, and that's the scary thing with him. You know those those, those injuries can be scary, and especially for for a dude that's small like him, um, it can really. It could be a really, really big hit or miss. It could be a big, like, okay, yeah, we, we you know, we took a risk on this guy and it panned out because, you know, he's been able to stay on the field. But then if you do draft him high, because I've seen some, some mocks have him late first, high second. So, yeah. 
it, it, it can be it can be risky, but the talent is 100% there. You know, he had that one year where he had 114 receptions, but then look at it since then. The injury's, yeah. been, the injury's been killing him. So it's just, like I said, really explosive. He, that that one season when he had the 114 receptions, it reminded me of some of Tavon Austin's uh, college career. Because yeah. Tavon Austin was a dog at, at West Virginia. But, of course, didn't translate too well to the NFL. But hopefully that doesn't be the same story for him. And uh, hopefully he can stay healthy. But, yeah, just the injury just, just killed him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you watch Rondell Moore, Josiah, is there any player that he, like, stylistically the the key thing too uh, i want to make sure we get on on wax with this when we give like a player comp we're not saying this dude will be this guy it's just that player reminds us of how he plays the game similar to one other player so with that out of the way josiah is there anyone that he reminds you of in any way and why you know one guy he's not as fast he's not as fast as tyreek hill but he kind of remind me a little bit of Tyree Kill, just all the things that he can do and how electric and explosive he is when he has the balls and the ball in his hand. And, you know, and, and it's crazy because, like Henry said, you know, and like you said, the injuries is really what has derailed him. I mean, if it wasn't for the injuries from, you know, from college, he would be going a lot higher. And I think really when you when you and what's what really sucks is that the injuries started early on in his college career. It's not like this is something where, okay, he just had a recent injury, you know, he'll come back from it or whatever. This has been going on throughout his college career, you know, all the way back, you know, to 2000, what, late 2018? 2019 was when he had uh, Okay, 2000. Yeah, and then again in 20. Yeah, and in 20 he had a, yeah, lower body injury. Yep, and they're the, both uh, like soft tissue lower body, yeah. Right, and, and the hamstring injury, you know, th- th- that's a tricky injury. That's one of the injuries where, it, you know, you can bounce back from it and be playing the next week, or you could miss some time from it. It's just one of those, it's one of those trick injuries. And if you're missing a lot of time from it, it just seems like after that, your, your body just, I, I not, not saying that it's every player, but it just seemed like after that lower body injuries start to occur. And that's what that's looked like. That's what was happening with him. But yeah, he has a talent though. He has the talent. He's shown that he can, he can play, he can play. But when you're that small and you're having early injuries like that, that's just not it's just not it's not a good sign, you know. So uh, hopefully he can overcome those injuries, you know, as as far as like where I see him going. I know you didn't ask this, but I'm just. Gonna oh, say yeah, it. no, we got we to talk about it. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, I think with him, I think he would probably go. I'm going to say I'm going to say late second. I'm going to say late second, early third is probably because it's hard to pass up a talented player like that when you're especially if you need like if you're one of those teams where you're kind of talented everywhere around the board and you can kind of use one of those wide receivers those quick fast wide receivers you know and he's on the board and you and and you're you're picking late second or mid third somewhere around there you can get good value for him and and like I said if he's healthy he could turn out to be one of the best wide receivers in this in this class mm-hmm. so yeah, as far as my comparison, I'm gonna say Tyreek Hill. I'm not saying he like you like you said, you know, like you alluded to. I'm not saying he is Tyreek Hill. It's just I feel like the way Andy Reid uses Tyreek Hill, I feel like you could use the same. You you could do the same thing with Rondell Moore. Do you think you could use Rondell Moore down the field on like vertical deep not routes? Not as much, not as much as Tyreek, and that's why he's not exactly like Tyreek. Mm-hmm. I think Tyreek runs that a lot better, but there is times where I've seen him run down the field and run some nice routes, 
you know, but not not as not as often, you know, and mainly because of his, you know, his height. You know, I mean, once you get to the NFL and these schemes and these coverages, you know, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot different. So that may be a struggle for him. That may be a struggle for him. But if he get in the right system, then, you know, he could do damage elsewhere. You know, we've seen wide receivers make a living, you know, doing running the slats, running the flats, you know, doing different, you know, doing a lot of different other things on the offensive side. So. You know, and then uh, the punt returns, kick returns. There's a lot of things he'll be able to do. But if if a team drafts him, expecting him to go in and be that number one, I don't see it happening. Not right away, at least. And then as far as I don't – a number two, maybe, maybe. It's just – again, it's going to come down to health. How healthy is he? How healthy is he going to be week one? You know, that's going to be the big question. Yeah, and then like how healthy week one, how healthy is he week to week throughout the season? Right, I mean, the NFL right. is such a grind – now they wouldn't add it a week to it. So right. it's just going to make it that much, your health being that much more imperative to the success of a player. And especially someone like him, I don't think you can just draft Rondell Moore without having like a plan for him in mind. Like where you draft him, okay, we're going to use him in this and we see where he can excel and then we'll start to add things to his plate the more that he comes on in. But yeah, this dude is his, his combine, not combine, his pro day measures. He was 90th percentile in vertical leap, 40 yard dash, 10 yard split, three cone i mean just crazy athlete and just really impressive to watch and yeah gonna keep an eye on that health and keep an eye on him as well we will move now into our number eight spot and this is a dude who i believe i'm the highest on out of all of us as a as a team and that's diami brown out of north carolina the more i watch this guy i'm struggling to find like true weaknesses you know, the only weaknesses, not weaknesses necessarily, I would say, I would say it's like with him, it's what have I not seen and has he not shown? And is it then because the coaches aren't asking him to do it or he can't? And I tend to always go back to they're just not asking him to do this. Right. And that's that's why I like him so much as a prospect. The dude, what I love about him so much, he was so fun to watch his tape because of the way that he will vary his speeds on deep routes. It's like, you know, a receiver is going to run a post. They're going to run it and they're going to snap it at 12 to the 45 degree angle. He runs he runs that 12 yards rather than running it at 100 miles an hour and then break at an angle. He might be at like 70 percent and then hit and then slow down a bit. And then immediately after the stutter step, boom, he's flying to 100 and breaking. And there goes the separation. And it's it's things like that. And that little nuance to detail that I think having that understanding now is going to really, really help him in the NFL once he gets there good size six one by 190 and i just i love the way this dude is downfield playing i mean sam howell and him linked up plenty of times for a lot of bombs he averaged 20 yards a catch the last two seasons i mean there's just so much with diami brown that i like seeing and yeah definitely deserves to be here on on the list for sure but i have a little bit higher uh we'll start with you henry why what what would you say is if you were to look at anything to keep Deami Brown outside of the top five or close to it, what would it be? Just that, you know, his, since his tape is so limited, but just like you pro- alluded to, it, it, I think it was just what, what the coaches was asking. I think he has the best goal route of any wide receiver in this whole entire draft. I'm with you. His, his goal route is just, he either came up with a stutter or maybe a fake to the inside. And then just like you said, once he plants that foot, and thinks the wide receiver if he, the, to try to trick the wide receiver that he's doing something else, and then once he's past you, he got at least three four yard separation. And in NFL, that's a lot. 
And I mm-hmm. think he can do that same thing in the NFL. He's that re- he's really, really good. I was listening to Chris Sims talk about it. Chris Sims got him in his top three wide receivers. Like, I thought he, he had him at four. He's got him at three. I, I believe three. Yeah. I was just three, listening yeah, to the podcast sure. the other day. He's really, really high on Brown. And he actually almost made me try to reconsider because I went back to go watch some of the tape after I listened to his podcast. And he's right. He has some, uh, not some, a lot of what you're looking for in one of those elite wide receivers. Now, you could say, okay, well, you know, he played in North Carolina, such and such. You know, it wasn't like, you know, he was playing against top DBs at the SEC. But just like we always speak to on the show, when you're in, you know, one of those other type of conferences, you've got to kill and be really explosive and you got to pop off the screen. And he did that. So, I think as a collective group, I think we all went back and just studied some film. I think it'd probably be a lot higher on all of our well, except for George. Jordan, you had a pretty high. I, I got him at six. Yep. Yeah, so I think he'll probably be higher on all of our all of our uh, boards because he's he's definitely like I said, I think he's the best goal route wide receiver in this draft. Strong hands, uh, and, and another thing I like about him that you know a lot of uh, people don't talk about, he shows his hands late. You know what I mean? Yes. So he's not, yeah. So he's not giving up the DB of that you know is coming to him or whatnot. So he shows his hand real late, so you know the DB can't swipe the ball out or anything like that. So I love that trait about him, and I just love him. You can tell he's a, he's a competitor. So, but like I said, I think that'll be the only downfall is that you didn't see a lot of routes him of him running. But I think the, the the North Carolina coaches said, "Man, this guy can do a go route. He can stretch the field, take that safety over there with them, and open up for the, his other teammates." And you can't blame him for that because he did what the coaches asked him. But he did it at the top of the level of what you know you can't do. So, love Brown. I wouldn't be mad if the Ravens would take him at all. He he's a Ooh, great player. I like that fit right there. Yeah, great I like player. I like him a lot. Josiah, where are you at on Diami? Very great, very great breakdown, Henry. That was really good. That was really good. Um, I agree, man. I, I think the only thing that really holds him back as far as like, you know, as far as like where he's gonna be drafted and why he's not on some people's boards is because of where he played and DBs that he went against. But like Henry said, I mean, when you're talented, you're talented. You could see that on the tape. You know, if you're somebody that's really, you know, studying film and you're watching these players and you're studying these prospects. You, you're going to you're going to see, you know, and regardless of where they play, you know, you're going to see how talented they really are. And you and like Henry said, you've got to be able to dominate, you know, of the, of, of, at those small schools and, and where you're at and the players that you're playing. That's maybe not as talented as you, you know. So and he did just that. And I agree a thousand percent, man. He gets great separation. Very, very good separation. And, and it's really like like you said, too, you know, he the way he. <clears throat> He puts his foot down. You would think that maybe he's stopping on a curl route. But then once he breaks and he just goes up on his goal route, it's just hard to keep up with him. You know, it's really hard to keep up. It's hard to catch him. You know, I was watching. I think his best his his best tape is when they played Virginia Tech, and he just dogged the corner on the other end, man. I don't even know the dude's name. He was it, was it uh, Farley? No, no, no. I don't think it was. Oh, you know what? With them Farley – he wore number 23, huh? He did. I want to say he did because I, I watched that game too. And, and it's tough. Do. It's tough to like spot him when you don't see like the back and like the right, foot, you, you know. He played on the other side. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. played he played on the other. Uh, maybe it was. And I really like Farley too, but. Me too. We'll get <laughs> to corners. Around. Right, right, right. He was, I mean, he, he just dogged him. He dogged him. And there was one, there was one play where the, it was a couple, couple plays where the corner fell. You know, and neither one of them I thought was on Dewami Brown, but one of the times her refs threw the flag, you know, 
and said that it was an offensive penalty and whatnot. And I just really feel like the refs did that because they just feel like he, you know, they, <laughs> that he was just dogging whoever that was, you know, too bad. You know, I mean, it was it was bad. The whole game it was bad, man. So I really feel like the refs was kind of, you know, looking out for that for that corner, man. But other than that, man, yeah, he Henry named a lot of uh, uh, called out a lot of good things with him. I think he's uh, also somebody somebody that didn't really, and we kind of discussed this a little bit, uh, Jordan. He didn't really run too many underneath routes, right. but I thought the times that he did, he did a good job with that. Um, the, he had a couple had a couple drops, but I mean the DBs was really on him. And wide receivers gonna have drops every now and then, you know. But I, I feel like it was more on them not really using him for that you know they knew that i mean he's he's dominating the go routes he can't stop it you know then 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 why stop running it you know and another thing i want to point out too is probably the only thing henry didn't point out is that how great of a blocker he is i just feel like he's probably he's probably the best blocker in this whole in this whole especially in this top 10 you know i mean i've been watching tape on these wide receivers and there might be a few that i didn't see but out of the top 10 that we have you know, he's the best, you know, and therefore he would probably be the best blocker in, in this class if that's the case because we got the, the the best 10 in our opinions up here. So, yeah, I also think that's the other thing with him. He's a really great blocker. He creates lanes, and you don't really hear that too much from wide receivers. You, you, they'll block, you know what I mean? They'll block, but obviously they like to go out and do what they're, what they're meant to do, which is go out, catch touchdown passes or, you know, passes in general, short passes, long passes, you know. So – yeah, that's the other thing I would say for him, man. He's 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 a stud. He's a stud, and he's somebody. I think I had him ninth. You know, my list is already. Changed. I think you had him tenth. Tenth? Maybe it was. I 10th. think so. But I'm definitely moving him up, man. No, I'd had, no. Maybe I did have him tenth. Yeah, yeah, because I had St. Brown. I definitely had St. Brown ahead of him. But yeah, now I mean, when you watch more tape on him, yeah, the list is definitely going to change for me. There's another guy too that we kind of spoke about that's really rising on my my board high oh we'll get to him yeah we'll get yeah. to him so but yeah yeah Dewami brown definitely deserved to be here i'm pretty sure that once we drop our personal list you know i'm gonna have him higher on my list as well yeah love t i think i think the ravens fit henry i think if you guys do you pull the trigger if he's there at the like towards the end of the first one you pick yeah yeah that's what i'm hoping for because i think yeah We'll, we'll talk about the other receivers who I think will fit, but um, I definitely will love him in that offense. Uh, another person opposite of Hollywood, you know, that got dynamic speed. Uh, I think it'll be a really good fit. He'll take pressure off uh, Hollywood 1,000%. Yeah, I don't use, think he's the number yeah. one. I just don't think he's the number one, at least not right now. I mean, I really don't think either Hollywood or him is. I would still think like your target third and seven dude is Mark Andrews, but then you can use the speed that both of like the downfield speed that both guys can bring, but then you can use Hollywood on like the Jets. You can go to the intermediate route with Diami. I think you kind of attack like all angles and have diversity in your receiving core. You don't think Dewami could be a number one? Maybe eventually, but like I do. I possibly like yeah, eventually, I yeah. He could. He he has that profile. He has that profile. Yeah. I definitely think I definitely think he could. I think he's somebody too that will obviously, I mean, if he comes in and, you know, he plays as good as he's playing in college, he'll open it up for other wide receivers too. So I mean, definitely the Ravens. That's a really good I mean, I I wouldn't even call that bias. 
that would be a really who who called that? Was that you, Jordan? That, that said was that Henry. Was no, it was Henry. Said he'd be a good yeah, fit for yeah. the Ravens. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even call that bias a biasness at all. I think that would be a great fit. No, it just makes sense. <laughs> it makes, yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense, you know, because we already know the other the other guys are gonna be they're gonna be gone for the most part. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, he he's he's a stud, man. He's a stud. Moving up to number seven on our list, the other guy that we were all in different areas. This actually, this guy is the one guy who received the biggest difference in rankings from each of us individually. Someone on this group had him ranked 11th. Someone else on this group had him ranked in the top five. And this guy is Kadarius Tony out of Florida. And I find that a lot of people throughout the prospect world, throughout the Twitterverse and all those things are very different on him. And I'll start. I'll let you guys go into it because you are both higher on him. Uh, Josiah, you were the first person to actually, I think it was like, man, it might have even been 2020. You were like, check out this this clip from Kadarius Tony. Look at Tony. I like this dude, Tony, 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 Tony. And DJ Quick. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but so what with Kadarius Tony, I'll let you start. What is it that you love so much about this dude? Man, I, it's, it's not one thing I don't like. Really, I think the only thing that I'll say is that you know, he doesn't have the experience that you like from other, these other wide receivers, but you cannot knock what he did in 2020. I mean, his numbers now, we all know Florida was named, when you think of the Gators last year and even now this year going into this to this prospect talk and draft, you think of one guy, Kyle Pitts. And this dude right here, his as far as his numbers and how he performed, he was right there with them. And you and you can't, and for somebody that's that's just starting to play wide receiver. You can't sit there and 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 just overlook that. And you look at his numbers. I'm just gonna start off with his numbers real quick before I get into what he actually can do. But like he's he's right behind Kyle Pitts in touchdowns. He's got more yards than than Kyle Pitts, you know. And and I, you know, to me that that's impressive. This this dude. This now Tony's probably not going to. He's probably not going to get drafted until, like you said, because there's a lot of. There's people that's high on him. There's people that are not so high on him, you know, and he probably won't get drafted until maybe I'm saying maybe late first, mid second. That's where I'm. Do you have a first round grade on him? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yep. No ifs and buts about that. But I really like the way he plays, man. He's shifty, big playability. Love the love his uh, his twitch with his with his feet, man. He really he runs some. And it's funny. I know. I know what uh, what play you're talking about. It was a play. Um, I can't remember the team, but he was on. Where the left he made line. up a route. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. But you have to have good feet to be able to do that. You know, you do you for have, sure. You have to have that, and that's just that's God given talent. That's God given sure. talent, man. And I just feel like he has that. And then another thing too with him, he is very, very tough to bring down. He is very, very tough to bring down. And you don't say that a lot for these guys, that these smaller guys. He's not that big. Again, another guy that, you know, he's – I don't know his pro day is uh, – how his pro day height and weight and whatnot. Oh, I got him. I got him right here. He was six, six, foot, six feet, 193 pounds. Okay, yeah. He's yeah. actually, like, out of all the slot dudes, he's like – He's the bigger you know, one. He's the, he's right. the biggest. Like, out of, you know, apart from, like, he's the same size, basically, as Amon Ra. But yeah, – right, right. But – I think he can do more than just play the slot. I mean, I, I definitely think he can do more. He played he played the slot a lot, but he definitely can do all the other routes you're asking to do. You just got to go back and look at the tape. You know, um, it's there. It's definitely there. And, you know, um, I, I mean, this dude, he, he is not one thing he can do. 
And I really think that, you know, he's going to be one of them guys that's going to go. I think he's he's definitely another – He speaking of the Ravens, he's a guy that could go to the Ravens. You know, I think it was one of the mock drafts uh, Henry was telling me about. Uh, I don't know if it was la- maybe last month he was saying that they had – somebody had Kandarius Tony going to them, and I thought that that would also be a good pickup as well. So, yeah, I, I really like him, man. Uh you know, he, he's good with his routes. You know, he could do, like I said, I really feel like he could do anything with his routes, his slant routes, outrights, post post routes, drag routes. You know, he's a t- he's also a little touch uh, touchdown machine as well. You know what I'm saying? He was right there in touchdowns with Kyle Pitts. And, you know, he I, I think he could do anything you're really asking for. And for somebody to really do this on his first real year playing wide receiver, come on, man. This wasn't his first real year playing wide receiver, though. His first real year, though. I mean, you look at... 2018, he had... He pl- he was playing wide receiver. Yeah, but he didn't really. Pl- he wasn't on the field like that. He had, that's I what mean, I. He was like you're right. He was like a. He was like towards the back of the depth chart. Yeah, he was. Okay, look, y'all in disrespect my. my I'm not, I, bro. This is this is this is me and my. This is because I hear what you're saying. This is my. Henry, I'll let you go last. I'll be the meat in the sandwich, so we can have a start good and end good. Because here to cover Pizero podcast, we lift up these dudes, right? right so, right. And, and I don't think he's bad. Clearly, I have him in my top ten. Clearly, right, but. In 2018, he played 271 snaps at wide receiver, right? Out of the course of the full season, he had 260 yards on the year and he had 25 grabs. He was buried down on the depth chart. And the other thing about that through those two times, then that was his sophomore year, his freshman year. When he first got to Florida, he was a converted quarterback. So that's what he played in high school. Right. And so I get it. Like the first year you're there, there's like a, he was, wasn't he listed as a utility by Dan Mullen and them? They had him as like like just a utility guy. And he didn't – he wasn't strictly like the man as a returner, which when you watch his 2020 tape or really any of his tape, mm-hmm. why he wasn't a returner, either Dan Mullen's just like completely missing the boat or there was just something – I don't – and I know his ability with the ball in his hands suggests that he would be a nasty returner because he is incredible with the ball in his hands. As far as – Yards after the catch go, we were talking about what Rondell Moore is, and I love Rondell Moore. And I have Rondell Moore just slightly ahead of Tony personally. But Tony, with the ball in his hands, is the best dude after the catch in this whole draft, I think. He just really, like, as, as just his – he makes these wild plays. But we've seen guys at college, for me, that can do that, and then it doesn't always translate. I think as a – but I don't think with him that's going to be the biggest thing. As to what what lands him at, at, you know, not quite in the top five or not, you know, somewhere higher on the list in terms of these prospects. And that's his route running is still not polished. And he, he does have the traits and the tools to do it. I'm with you on that. He is insanely quick. He has unbelievable hips and sink in his breaks. I see it all the time. Like it's that's the thing that's crazy to see that he's six foot in this big. And then to watch him on film, he look he plays smaller. He, he plays smaller play smaller than his size. Yeah, he does play smaller on, on film for sure. So, you know, and he he has the quicks and the agility and all that, but there's a lot that goes into into being a receiver at the NFL level. And you can sure you can manufacture touches in certain ways just to get him the ball in his hands. We all know every team runs those quick screens. We all know every team runs those jet sweeps. We all know drag routes. He can do that. That's you know, he can do all that. He can go run the slam, but when it comes to running the more intermediate routes, the deeper routes, the routes you need to site adjust for certain certain coverages, and with how the NFL works week to week, this is where I have my concerns with him. 
is it's like, hey, so remember last week, remember last week, Kadarius, we were running that dagger concept. Well, this week, instead of the instead of the number one break into the in route, we want you to hit it. We want you to convert it to a hitch instead. But still remember that against cover three, that converts to a post. All right. But if that's only if it's middle field closed, no way that's middle field open. Why are you running? You know what I mean? Like right, right. that type of stuff. Not to say he can't or he won't. It's just that's where my concern is to drop him down a little further. But as far as his abilities and his traits, like, I mean, nasty side to side lateral speed, good deep speed, but not like game breaking deep speed. He was like a four, four, five in the 40. And these pro day 40s, I mean, to me, what they've all seemed like is that they're elevated, that they're just much higher. You know, it's it's like you see twenty nine ninety nine for something. You know, it's really 30 bucks, but let's just say $29.99, make it look better. That's kind of what it seems like all these 40s are. And I would expect him to maybe clock in the four threes, but, you know, I'm not going to get too hung up on that. But that's why what I, I have him just a little bit lower. I'm just going to say one thing before. Yeah, go ahead. He's about to go. Um, I'll just say, yeah, the the 40 times, don't get me wrong. I mean, when we, when we think of the pro day, we think of the combine. That's like the number one thing everybody talks about. But we all know, I mean, that that's that's cool and all. It looks good. You know, it's good to talk about. But it's that game time speed is different. You know it what is. I mean? And if you when you watch that tape, I mean, he, there's times when he's breaking the tackle because, I mean, if you go back and watch his tape, he's breaking tackles and he's gone in the corners and safeties can't catch him. It looks like he's running a 4-3. It does. You know, so, it does. But, yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Good points. Good points. Henry, where you're also very high on him as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I like Tony a lot. Um, best uh, wide receiver when, when when the ball is in his hand, like the, the things he can do with it. You know, he he reminds me of a, a faster, a little bit, a little bit more faster than D, how Debo Samuel's was coming out when he coming out of South Carolina, and then it reminded me of just just imagine of just say if a Shanahan got his hands on him, the the different ways he would get him the ball. You know, you can be really, really creative with him. You know, you can, you know, Jordan, you alluded to, you know, he's not the polished route runner. A great NFL coach can teach that. What you can't teach is what he can do with the ball in his hands once he has the ball in his hands. And I think that's why I have him, uh, I put him once I, uh, I have him in my top five because of the things he can do with his hands. And just like, you know, look how good he was with the limited reps he did have at wide receiver. So just think of, uh, going to the NFL with the NFL head coach, the time that that coach will put with him, how great he can be, and I think he can be great because he has so he's so dynamic and elusive, and I think for for him not having so much time at playing playing wide receiver, I think he did a pretty solid job at, at his at his routes. Could have been better, one hundred percent. But like I said, you gave him the time, and for the time that the Florida coaches did put with him at the limited time that he was at wide receiver, he I was, think he, but wasn't he there the whole time? But I think they're playing him as like a tweener. So you know, put him here, there, put him. You know, it wasn't like his full time gig though. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I just, here's what I don't like. You, I, you, you, I don't know. I have his wide receiver snaps. I don't have how many others. Like I have those. I looked all that up. I don't have his snaps handy like when he was in at running back. And I know he did that a few times. Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? So, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. And, and by the time you're a senior, like. Because I, uh, I think coming out of high school, he was labeled athlete. So pretty much yeah. receiver, slot, running back, you know, pretty much wherever they put him on the field. So he was even coming out of high school, they didn't even have him listed as, you know, just 
wide receiver. They because usually with players like that, yeah. they don't even label them as wide receiver. They put them as athlete because they, of mm-hmm. everything that 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 high school had him doing. So that's what you know what Florida saw. And like I said, it's just upcoming is really when he finally got to be you know really honed in at wide receiver. And that's why I think give him the NFL coach, give him the time. I think he will develop that route of room. Like I said, coaches can teach that repetition, such and such. But like I said, what he can do with the ball in his hand, you, you, you're not, you can't teach that. That's true. Oh, I gotta agree. You cannot teach, you cannot teach no matter how much film you watch, you cannot teach that type of contact balance and looseness. Right. 100%. I agree. So Darius Tony lands at number seven on our list. Be one to watch out and see where he goes. Do you have a first round grade on him too, uh, Henry? I do. Yes, I do. Me and Josiah were just talking about this. Yes, yes, I do. I think he can sneak in. Uh, I'll say in between like twenty two to end of the first. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I hope the Chiefs don't grab him. I really don't. <laughs> I hope they don't because Andy yeah. Reid will be so methodical with him. I don't want them to grab mm-hmm. him. I remember the, the one of the player comps I had heard. I think it was you who said it. Just I reminds you of like a Debo Samuel with a little bit more speed. Was that you or was that no, you, Henry? That was me. Okay, yeah. To me, he reminded me a lot of Dante Hall. Y'all remember him? Yeah, yeah. Which is, absolutely. Which, which is ironic enough. You say, right. "I hope he don't go to the Chiefs," right. and then we can see all that over again. Right. <laughs> he for sure ain't trying to see that. Yeah, as it, you know, as where I have him, I don't want him with the ball in his hands running against my Raider defense. I will tell you that today. Yeah, and you know I'm gonna be the one texting you. I'm gonna be the one texting you. Like, you see this? You see what's going yeah, on? Yeah, see that? Yeah, they threw they threw him a screen pass, and he took it 70 yards because we trash it tackling, and he's great with the ball in his hands. I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> anyway, oh man, uh, we'll move to number six now. Uh, Terrace Marshall, big body receiver out of LSU. We'll start with you, Henry. This is the guy that I've seen a lot of people mock right. to everybody, your everybody to your Ravens to us, right? How do how do where do you sit on that? I'm cool with it. I'll be cool with it. You know, six three slash six four wide receiver. Said he ran a four three. He doesn't play like he runs a four three. I'm just sure going to say that. Um, I'm telling you, that's I, that twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, I, I, oh man. So uh, he has some some little drops. Every time I see drops from a wide receiver, especially coming out of college, they lead to us or remind me of Bashar Perriman. So that's that's not oh, a man. Good, yeah, that's not oh, a good no. memory I like to have. Uh but you know, but he did make some key plays. And then of course, you know, you're playing behind uh Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and then you know it's you. Um but you know, he did make plays when, when his number was called, has some has some really tough cut, uh nice touchdowns, knows how to high bo- high point the ball really, really well. Um I hope maybe I don't know if if he if he can get with the coaches in the NFL that they could teach him to play with that supposedly four three speed, because I mean if you you know you six four and you run that that's you know that tall that's 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 talent right there. So, uh, but I, I do like him. I, I wouldn't be mad at for another receiver. You know, see like the receiver that's been linked to the Ravens been Terrence Marshall, Bateman, and and Kadarius Tony because I think those are the only ones that'll probably be available at that point when we do pick. So what would you think? Not to cut you off. Out of all, all those three, mm, man, that is. Mm. It's a good question. Mm. I'm about to get back to you. Right now, I'll probably say Bateman. Right now, I might say Bateman. But, man, it's just like I said, but I can imagine Terrence Marshall because, you know, 
the high point, the, the, the tall wide receiver, the thing he could do on the field. But then I might say, say Tony, because I, I, I would think of the creativity that we could do with something like him. You know, you could put him in the backfield with Lamar Jackson or something. You know what I'm saying? So the different things you can do with him. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm about to get back to you on that. I haven't asked for you when we're watching it over here on drive day, though. But, but for now, but for, for now, now you, you Bateman. Bateman, okay. Okay, but yes, yeah, so but getting back to Terrence Marshall, um, yeah, tall receiver, you know, had real pr- good production at LSU. Of course, his numbers went down. Of course, that's going to happen when you don't have Joe Burrow uh, not there anymore, of course. But I did like his productivity that he did have at LSU. And, of course, you know, last year when you're pretty much third fiddle behind, you know, two first-round talented wide receivers – uh, and he still put up pretty solid numbers. You you can't argue with that. Yeah, no, I'd have to I'd have to agree. Really can't. He's he has a lot that you that you like. We were talking about with Tony uncoachable things. You can't coach his size speed combo, and that's really good. Josiah, with you, what is it that keeps Marshall or Marshall out of out, out of the top five prospects? Well, I mean, he's just not as good as the other wide receivers. I think it really wasn't. Well, let me take that back. I'm going to take that back, actually. I'm. Well, I'll say this. Part of it is because the other wide receivers are a little bit better me, to me personally. But I think the reason why it's kind of not fair at the same time is because he didn't have the QB that he had the year before. And the QB that he played with didn't have that much of a good – the offensive line wasn't that good as well. So, you know, LSU was a different it was a different team and it wasn't really it wasn't really fair to him, you know, but he but he played well. And, you know, his stats. Yeah. Henry, his stats is actually a little bit better, actually, uh, as far outside of a couple of things. I know his catches. Obviously, they didn't play as many games. His catches. He, he only had seven catches, but he had 48 receptions, 731 yards. His touchdowns was a little short from last year uh, or the year before, you know, with 10. And he had uh, 13 in 2019. But I just think that's what makes him so impressive is that, you know, he was able to still go out there and put up good numbers and still compete and play at a high level and and look better than most of these wide receivers that we – I mean, look, he's – he's we have him – we're, we're on six. We're on number six right now. Yep. Yeah, we got him six just outside of the top five. So, you know, for him to, to, to be able to put up these type of numbers and, and do it in a COVID season – with a less talented team just shows what type of player he really is. But yeah, I, I really like him, man. Um, he's a really good player. I, I think, you know, when, as far as where he may go in the draft, he's somebody where I could, again, maybe, maybe late first, you know, maybe late first, but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in the, in the second round, you know, I, I think the wide receivers, Obviously, on my board, I think I had Terrence. I think I had him maybe seventh. Yeah, I think I had him seventh. I had Tony six. So, but I mean, my list is switching up a little bit. But I would still keep Terrence Marshall kind of like where I have him at, and I think that's probably where he would fall. But he's a really good wide receiver, man. He's he he did everything that that you can ask for, you know, last year, and you know, and and he's one of the bigger wide receivers too. It's not too many real big wide receivers in this in our top ten. You yeah, know, I've noticed that with this top 10. Yeah. It's like, this is like one of the smaller sized top 10s. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Talented for sure, but not as big, you know, and that could fade. You know what? Actually, I'm going to change that. I'm actually going to change having him go, I, I will say, maybe late first, early second because of his his size, him being as tall as he is. 
and being as, as big as he is and then having that speed. You know, I mean, like Henry said, that was a good point because he for sure don't look like he runs no 4-3 when you watch him play. But he could run a 4-3, and that's a big plus. That's a big plus. Teams are going to look at that and say, oh, wow, you know, okay. You know, and um, they'll, they'll and dependent, again, going back to the whole system deal, depending on um, how how he's used, they'll be able to use that speed. So, and that that's that's gifted right there. That's, you know, that's something you, we talked about earlier. You can't, you can't teach that. That's something that's, you just either have it or you don't. And he has that, you know, so that's, that's a plus on his end. And because of how big he is, yeah, I could see him going in the late first, just off that alone. So I'm going to change that up. But yeah, I really like him, man. I felt like he played pretty well. And, you know, and, and even in 2000, even in 2019, you know, he played with a lot of the talent around him, you know, I obviously having the, the, the monster and Justin Jefferson last year or 2000, well, that year, 2019, you know, that, that says a lot for him to still come up and put us, put up real decent numbers, you know, 13 touchdowns, 600 yards, almost 800, 670 yards, almost, almost 700 yards. That's so, with yeah. both of them. That's with him and him and Chase. Yeah, yeah, and Chase, yeah, and yeah. Chase as well, and Chase as well, yeah, and Chase as well. So, you know, and he played in and he and he played in a good amount of games too. So he was able to go and compete and and did what he was supposed to do. So, yeah, he definitely deserved to be on his list, and he could surprise some people by going a little bit earlier again because mm-hmm. of his his size. I think most people have him pegged as a first round type of dude, just because like you were saying, his size and that type of that type of size and speed. Those are things that just you can't teach that no matter what. And when you find a dudes that have that, that's that's pretty crazy. And the thing with him, too, the only thing I would touch on that you guys didn't already mention is his catch radius. When you're that big and you can just pluck balls out of the air and also move pretty well. Mm-hmm. that that's that's a big thing that a lot of coaches were going to want to like are going to want to go grab right. and when you have other like we're seeing right now this is a generally smaller class i think the nfl is trending more towards that way where you see guys like you know everybody knows we're going to get to jalen waddle and we're going to get to the we've talked about Kadarius tony and we've talked about the rondell moores in the 90s and in the maybe early 2000s that those type of skill sets and body types would have probably been corners mm-hmm. just with how like, oh, you're this fast and you're this acceleration and you're short. Oh, we got to make you a corner. Well, now the NFL is trending the other way where they want like the big corner and like the shifty, shorter wide receiver. Right. That's right. kind of what we're seeing more of as far as these positions of these guys. But here's Terrace Marshall, 6'3", 205, can move and has this crazy catch radius. So he's going to maybe throw that little bit of the – throw a different type of log into the fire. And that's what I think he will keep him from getting out of the first round because out of all the 32 teams – 32 different businesses, 32 different CEOs, basically. At least one of them will not pass on him in the first round. I would say that right now with how geared towards the passing game the NFL is. Right. So that's Terrence Marshall. Let me interested to see where he goes. We'll move now into our top five. And this dude we have at number five right now. He's climbing even from this position on my on my board. This the more I watch him, I watched him today. I already knew where I had him. I just watched him today just for like fun. <laughs> Is Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss? The more I watch this guy, I'm just like, I don't know what to say that he can't do. Dog. He he's so just exactly like he he is the he's the slot type with being five foot nine, and that's how that's his size. He's not huge. Five foot nine. We talked about the size of these of these receivers, mm-hmm. but the dude's ability to make contested tough 
yeah. catches over yeah. the middle over and yeah. over again. Make catches off. Like I was watching the Alabama game today, right? Just like his snaps, every right. single snap of his against Alabama. Oh. He caught that one. He he was running like a, I think it was it was a levels concept. And he was the inside in route from the number two. And the quarterback bailed left out of the pocket. He came back to the quarterback. Quarterback throws this completely off target pass, bro. And with effort, like with zero, like, oh, I got to adjust. Just pulls the ball off of his shoelace and gets north. Right. 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 Like, I mean, you just see him do these things that are difficult easily. You, you know what that reminds me of? Not to cut What's you there? off. No, no, go ahead. What's it remind you of? It's going to make you mad. I mean, it makes me mad, you know, all, although we wasn't born yet. But it reminds me of that catch of uh, the Steelers and the Raiders, the immaculate reception, how you don't oh, get how yeah. long the ball was and how he caught the ball. Bro. Right off his toes. Bro. But anyway, keep going, though. Keep going. No, but you're right. I didn't even think of that. That's that's a good that's a good reference. It's a good reference. But, yeah, man, he just – this guy, like – I was a five foot nine receiver when I played. I was 180 pounds when I played. And I wished in my heart of hearts I could play it at college like he did, let alone do it in the SEC. Right. Like, I mean, the he's he he remind like he project the comp that I give this guy is he's like a he's like a Brandon Cook's version of Cole Beasley. He can do the vertical things like Brandon Cooks as a shorter dude and get downfield, but then he can also just make you look stupid in underneath routes, playing out of the slot and catch everything. Everything. Plays so well with his hands. Plays so sound with his feet, but then also just run deep. The only weakness really in his game, the only one, it's his height. When you pull out the tape measure, that's when you find a quote-unquote weakness. If you take that away, you just watch what he do on the field, there there really isn't one for me. Um, That's just where I'm at. I've talked to Josiah extensively about him, uh, about about what he can do. We are both in unison on that. Henry, I haven't heard from you. What are your thoughts on Elijah Moore as a prospect? Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Explosive, little receiver. You know, I don't even call his weakness, I mean, his his height a weakness, honestly, you know, because he plays bigger than it. He looks stronger than it. So I, I don't even really call it, call it a weakness, you know. He's doing what he can with – his height and actually doing more with it. So I actually think it's a plus for him because it makes it easy for him to get in and out of those breaks. Um, so I like Elijah. I like, I like him a lot, uh, especially coming from all the miss. All the miss been producing some uh, pretty good wide receivers, wide receivers as of late, you know, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, so the most recent ones that come to mind, of course, but the things that he can do on the field is, is pretty, uh, pretty electric. You know, it, him and, and, and Rondell Moore are, as far as, like, you know, who's more electric, I'll put him neck and neck. But, of course, I'm going to give the edge to Elijah because he can play. He stays on the field. And he can, like what everybody says, your best thing for you is your availability. And he definitely is available when his number is called every single time. He really plays with that dog mentality. He kind of reminds – he kind of has, like, some little Steve Smith in him. Was a shorter guy, but – he plays mean like a pit bull. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get I I have him going in the first round as well. It's just crazy For how sure. deep this this class is because of how great. Because you know, if there's any other draft, he's you know top two, top three wide receiver maybe coming out. But just says how deep this wide receiver class is. It's just it's true. I mean, we did see Tavon Austin going to top. Yeah, exactly. Remember the Rams <laughs> traded all the way up for for Tavon. So and. and we we saw how how that came out, but yeah, I, I like Elijah a lot. He's really good. Where are you at on him, Jay? 
kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. I, I, I think, you know, I, I got him high. I got him high on my list. Uh, Well, I think my original list, I got him probably at like, I don't know, I think I got him. I got to look on my original list and see where I got him. But, I mean, the more tape that I watch on him, I got him at probably like either four or three, bro. I mean, that's how high I am on him. I mean, even I, I'm even – I'm putting him above Tony. And you know, like you said, bro, I've been talking about Tony since last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sending you clips. But Elijah Moore, the more I watch, the more I like, man. Uh, dangerous in space. You know, somebody that is uh, – Henry brought up a good a good point. He, he's real – he's uh, a violent type of wide receiver. I, I think the Steve Smith was a good comparison. He's one of those type of wide receivers, and and you brought up the, the tape, Jordan. Him playing against Bama, I, I, anybody that likes to you know watch tape as much as we do, that's the first tape I would put on. I always like putting on the the, the tapes that the wide the, the best teams that they play against. Anyway, that was the first tapes I put on. Then I go on down and whatnot. But if anybody likes to watch tape as much as us, or you just want to see a, 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 a explosive player, turn on that tape right there. And you know Alabama, they they stay producing really good DBs. They stay producing and and recruiting, you know, great defensive players all the time. And I, there was, I mean, there was times that their DBs was holding. They couldn't even, they couldn't oh, do yeah. nothing with Elijah, bro. Did they you see the one nothing. though on that play where? Oh, my bad to cut you off, but did you see yeah. the one on the play where they threw a screen pass to the, it's uh, uh, it's a swing pass to the tailback. And right, Elijah right. sees the 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 linebacker, the overhang linebacker reading. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did the, uh, <laughs> he the cleans him. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Elijah, he got an OPI, but I'm just yeah, like, bro. nah. I, if he come to the sideline, I'm his position coach. Good shit, bro. Yeah, good shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't even exactly, care, bro. He's he's that violent. He's that violent wide receiver, man. And you know, he is not one thing he really can't do. He's really kind of under the radar, and I think that's the only reason why he won't go in the first round is because nobody's not really – You don't think he goes? No. You said what? You don't think he goes first round? I don't. I don't think he'll go in the first round because – I do. I do. I think – I think. I, no, he, he deserves, don't get me wrong. Oh, I know. Opinion, I know we're on the yeah. first round, but I still think a team picks him there. I Just because if you think about it, we got – now we for sure got, you know, Devontae, Jamar – I'm just thinking about – I actually just say weapons in general. We got Pitts. We got Chase. We got Smith. If we got – Waddle probably going to go in the first. Waddle, obviously, right? Then we have – I mean, that's – how many is that? Is that five right there? That's five if you include No, you don't have Tony going in the first. I don't. Some people have him going in the late first. They do. Terrence, Marshall, some people. So it's possible. It's possible that he can can get in. I hope he does, though. At the end of the day – I hope he does. He's definitely first round talent, you know. And man, and he's one of those wide receivers. It don't matter what system he's playing. Right. It do not matter what's it. And and one thing you like to see, and you this was the number one thing that I was gonna say, and you said it is he he's he contests every football that's thrown to him. Every single football he's contesting for it. And that's what you like. You like to see that from your wide receivers because sometimes, like we like like you mentioned, you're gonna get those bad passes thrown to you. And we're able to come back. We've seen it a lot with, with Kansas City. Not saying they got bad wide receivers, or obviously Patrick Holmes is definitely not a bad quarterback. But sometimes, you know, you got to move around in the pocket and you got to throw the ball awkwardly and, you know, your feet is not set and all that. And sometimes your wide receivers got to, you know, they got to bail you out. They got to come back and try to, you know, do what they can to help you out. And Elijah Moore did that. He he did that a lot last year. And that's what you like to see. So I'm very high on him, man. I Like I said, he's definitely top five. I'm probably going to move him up to three and four 
uh, on my personal list. Yeah, three or four. I can see that one. I can see that one. Yeah, he he's he's some he's impressive, man. And and if he ends up being like a solid pro, which all of us project him to be, I mean, how how is LS not LSU, but how is Ole Miss like moving up the radar on like supplanting themselves as like the most recent like version of wide receiver you if they just put these dudes out that it's just like boom 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 with the three of them lately i mean that'd be impressive that'd be impressive to see uh, and I, I honestly think we will the fourth guy on this list <clears throat> it was rashad bateman out no he's number three actually my bad my bad jalen waddle jalen waddle came in at four I expected us, most of us, I expected most of us, honestly, to have Waddle at three. The only reason I went over is because I know everybody else has him there. But my bad. Jalen Waddle is number four. Jalen Waddle is, Henry, I'll let you go on him. And this is how I want to phrase it to you. How I want to phrase it to you. Is he better than the last fast guy to come out of Alabama? You're alluding to Henry Ruggs. I'm going to say, yeah. Because I think at the time when they were both coming out, I think he was a better route runner than Henry Ruggs. And I also want to put in Henry Ruggs and also do punts, but I believe as a punt returner, I'll give the value more to Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle took over Ruggs' punt return ability. Yeah. So, or his position. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give the edge to Waddle. Now, speaking of Waddle, great wide receiver. You know, we always talk about a guy playing bigger than his height. He 1,000% does that. He's Some people say he probably might be up there in speed with Ruggs as well. Some people at Alabama say, have, have said that. I'm not too sure about that, but. He is. He's definitely up there in speed. So, sure. like, is he like, because like Ruggs was like, it was, we were wondering if he was going to break the 40 record right. and he came like just right. short. So like it's like it like I think it's the it's like you know it's the difference between a four two nine and like a four two six or something like that you know what I mean so yeah so then Jalen he's also another uh, another wide receiver that's great with the once the ball is, is in his hands I love I love Jalen Waddle's game uh, another wide receiver coming out of high school was highly highly rated five star recruit so always pretty much been in the spotlight and that hasn't changed since once he got to Alabama. And, and what I like about his game, you know, when, when he play, you know, when you have the, the Jerry Judy's rugs, you have all these other uh, big names, wide receivers in front of you. He still always found ways to make plays. He was making plays when he was at Alabama as a freshman, sophomore, mm-hmm. of course, this year as a junior year. Um, did just have that one injury that happened over this past season, but worked his ass off and got back playing the national championship game. So that just showed the toughness, the grit that he'll do whatever he has to do to to get back on the football field. Um, I love how he can turn a slant route all all the way to a sixty yard touchdown. It just shows that he knows the timing that he when he's putting into every route that he is running. I think he's a pretty polished route runner. I love that he's always competing for those 50-50 balls, even though he is a short guy. He's still competing for those. 50-50 balls that you see using the 6-2-6-3-6-4 wide receivers out there doing. But he gets up there because he has a pretty good vertical as well. It just shows his lower body explosiveness. So he's another player that I think you can, you know, use him in all different sorts of type of ways. He can play on the outside. He can play on the slot. You can use him on some jet sweeps. You, you know, you can – 
pretty much make him be a, a distraction because, you know, you're motioning around him somewhere and just get some of your other teammates wide open. So then, like I said, what I alluded to earlier, value just added up to him as just an overall prospect because of what he can do in the punt return game. He had numerous punt returns at Alabama. So very explosive player. I think if uh, I think he's still going to go top fifteen, but I think if he didn't have the injury, I think he probably would have been top ten. Yeah, top. He, I think he's better. I would, I would agree. I have him ahead of Henry. I think he's a better prospect than Rugs. <clears throat> With you, Josiah, what is it about? Do you, do you have just, do you, Josiah, do you have Jalen Waddle in the top ten, top fifteen? Yeah, I got him in the top fifteen. I got him in the top fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, I got him in the top 15. But one thing, one the where I disagree with Henry, that's why I got him. I think I got him fourth, maybe fifth now, depending on when I change my list. But uh, I'm concerned with his route running. And, you know, that to me, you know, I, I think he's one of those guys, we've said this already for a couple wide receivers, but obviously when you have this speed and you've seen him actually do it, then, you know, you 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 got to, you got to, you got to, give him the credit for it. But he is definitely one of those guys that will blow past you. And, and you can you when you use him on, see, he's so fast when you use him in motion, the defense is already getting, you know, they're already on their heels. They're already scared because especially the corners and the safeties, because they got to make sure they're going to be able to keep up with them. And even if, and the thing is too, I, I've watched when you're watching him play and you're seeing how much the corners is how much space that they're leaving between themselves and, and Waddle It's because he is so fast. He will, he will blow right past you. And I think obviously that's definitely his best weapon, but where I'm concerned is just his route running. I mean, go routes. We know he has that and the slant routes. Yeah. We know he has that, but as far as those complex routes and whatnot, I, I just, and, and that's a concern we had with Henry Ruggs, you know? And I think I remember we, we had a, you know, me and Jordan, we had a, a, a long debate off air, about Henry Ruggs. And I want to say he might disagree with me, but I want to say I think the only thing I really agreed with him on was the whole route running deal. I I never really thought Henry Ruggs was a great route runner. I always felt like he's one of those guys, especially being in a creative mind like John Gruden under that system, that he would do damage. And last year, yeah, he was he was hurt. And I I don't want to I don't want to, you know, uh, put too much on him because he was he did miss a lot of games. And I, I'm not going. The first few games that he did play, I liked him a lot. I felt like the offense looked different when he was. I remember saying that, and I really felt that way. But then there was games where he was in where he was just absent, period. And I mean, we now again that goes, that can go to a few things. It can go to. I'm not trying to get into Raider talk, but I'm just saying since we're talking about Henry Ruggs, he's just one of he's he reminds me of him. But it can definitely go on a QB at times, obviously, and the head coach. But you want to get your number one wide receiver involved, and it's hard for me to believe that John Gruden didn't try that. And he's obviously going to be the number one guy going into next season, depending on how this draft goes so far. That's what they're banking on. And with Waddle, I'm starting to have that same type of feel. I mean, I think he's better than Ruggs, but not by, like, leaps and bounds. I think he's he might be slightly a better route runner. I'll, I'll say he's a better route runner, but that's not saying too much because Henry Ruggs wasn't that great of a route runner. And I know one thing that we tried to say with him, me and Henry's point, at least when we were talking about him, was the, well, he played with the other guys and whatnot, and, you know, he didn't get the looks all the time and things like that. But, you know, it's just, I I, I don't know. That's my only concern with him 
but he is definitely one of, if not, well, I'm not going to say the most dangerous wide receiver, but he's definitely one of the most dangerous wide receivers on this list. Definitely, as far as dangerous goes, at least top three, four, but he has to improve on his routes. He has to improve on his routes, in my opinion. And then you you want to make sure he's healthy. That's another thing, too. You got to stay healthy. And this is one thing we were just talking about with Rondell Moore. You know, the same thing with him. You know, not that he's had as many injuries because he hasn't. But yeah, it was just last year, right? It was only it was one. It was just last year, yeah. You know, but it was it was last year and we're going into this year. And you just that's one thing you just don't you don't want to see. You know, so hopefully he comes in healthy and he and he and he's you know, he, he plays healthy, everything is good. But yeah, I I think he he he's good. He's a really good wide receiver. I just want to see him improve on his route running. That's you know, outside of that, he's he's really good. He's 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 really good. Really good wide receiver. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on a route running. He does need improvement there. And a lot of what we just haven't seen on film really is him dealing with press. And, like, that's the thing in a lot of those Alabama, those Alabama offenses. It's like teams know they can't just go man-to-man. And that's even from, like, a quote from Nick Saban. Nick Saban always says, if your mans aren't better than their mans, you cannot play man coverage. Right. And, <laughs> right, and right. other teams have embodied that. Most other teams, just about every other team, embodies that when they play against Alabama. So you don't really get to see these guys go again, like guys like Waddle. You, you'll see guys like, you know, Judy did, Devontae Smith, of course, did. But the guys that they strictly drop into the slot, which was what like Jalen Waddle was predominantly a slot receiver every single year that he was there through 2018, 19 and 20. He had at least 60 at, at the, his fewest amount. He had 91 snaps out wide, which was the second most that he ever had in terms of uh, being in the slot. And in 28, or being 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 out wide. And in 2018, he had 113. However, it was so offset by how much time he spent in the slot. And whenever you're in the slot, that overhang defender or that nickel corner is not pressing you just because you are off the ball. So it's a whole different thing. So sure, the NFL is going to run three receiver sets all the time. You can hide guys and not have to have them play on the numbers. But when it comes to like a prospect evaluation, when you don't see that guy go against it and you're going to draft him in the first round, you have to at least expect at some points, this dude's going to be out on the numbers. This dude's going to face press coverage. Right. And right. yes, Jalen Waddle is definitely a first round prospect. He for sure right, is. Right, right. And I think him, he has overall, his overall ability just with complete his twitchiness. He is so twitchy and so fast. And he reminds me of that. You guys remember that movie, uh, jumper? with Hayden wow. Christensen. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. You see him run some routes, bro, and it literally looked like he teleported. <laughs> like, when he get deep, it's like, like, he teleport. Like, how's he? Oh, he's he's gone. Okay, bye-bye. Like, he's really, like, his acceleration, his 0 to 100, and his his 100 is really, like, faster than everybody else's 100%. And and he he flies without the ball. He, he has a lot. When he gets that free release and he really gets to run, and like track the ball and run underneath a deep ball. I think that's where he shines the most. I don't think he's, he's very good after the catch, but I don't think he's quite Rondell Moore or Tony after the catch. But I think without the ball running a deep route, I do think he is better than those two other guys. The only other guy that I think would rival him in terms of just like the deep route tree is the other two we'll get to at the top of the list. And then maybe De'Ami Brown. And that's kind of it with just his speed, just his speed. Like he's, He's, he's really good at that. But when you get to the NFL, 
that physicality comes in and then the attention to detail with routes come in and how he can play there is just something that I'm really going to be looking forward to see myself as well. Definitely a first rounder for me personally, though, I'm not taking this dude until maybe like the later end of the first round. I just, Mm. I'm just not, I just, I just can't do smaller, speedy, speed reliant receivers. Like I, I would see, I would take Elijah Moore over him. That's just me. I just see more true wide receiver traits, more reliable, steady, usable receiver traits in Elijah Moore than I do in Jalen Waddle, but still a first rounder nonetheless. Still a first rounder nonetheless. Well, now moving to the top three. Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. It's your guy. It's my, it's, he's one of my, him and Elijah, bro. Those are those are my dudes. I, I, and Deami. I'm so, I'm, I'm geez, the more I watch them, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm reminded of Keenan Allen when I watch Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. He, he has that release package off the line of scrimmage. He has precision route running ability out of the slot, out of the outside. And those type of traits are very rare to find in the NFL and very rare to find as a prospect. He also gets north very quick. And that's more so, I think, with him, like an understanding of he's not like a super elusive dude. He's not slow by any means. Right, right. You know, but he understands like, like this is no nonsense. Let's get north. Let's get those yards. He can pluck the ball out of the air really easily. Uh, Henry, you had alluded to late hands. With you alluded to late hands with Deami Brown, and I see that too with Rashad Bateman. Just that understanding of the DB is going to react to my hands, so just get him up right when the ball is going to get there, and then he won't have enough time to do so. And I see that with him, and he has very long arms, and that's what makes him look like he's bigger than he actually is. He's just basically he's basically like six foot one, but he plays a lot bigger, has that catch radius, has route running ability, has a release package has production out wide as a receiver on the numbers, has production out of the slot. I mean, he is, he is, I I think honestly for me, like you said, Bateman to your Ravens, I think that is the ideal dude for that squad, honestly. And just, I think as far as a prospect goes, he is insanely pro ready and just love watching his tape. Josiah, what do you see when you watch Rashad? I see some of the things that you brought up. You know, I think the number one thing that I that I see is just his line or his get off at the line of scrimmage. You know, he's he's one of those guys. And, you know, you don't – you see it a lot with the smaller wide receivers. You know, you don't always see it with the bigger wide receivers. But, you know, he's one of those guys where he's – I think he has twitchy feet. You know, I feel like he's – he, he can run. He, he can run just about any route. I didn't really – you got to go back and really watch his 2019 tape. I mean, that's obviously more impressive because of obviously he played in a lot more games. Only played in five games in 2020. But I, I really, I really like what I saw from him, man. And you know, he's somebody that he he can make the contested catches as well. You know, and um, he he and that's one thing that you brought up, which is the only thing I will say that's a knock. He doesn't have that in my opinion that getaway speed he doesn't he doesn't have that I think and that's just you know I mean but when you don't have certain things like that as just gifted talent like that or God given then you have to be great at other things or at least be really good at other things and I feel like he has everything else that's the thing he he has everything else and not one thing Rashad Bateman cannot cannot do you know um so yeah man I, I I like him I like him a lot 
I feel I think that would yeah that would be a really good. It's funny we talk about the Ravens. They're like they the only ones picking a wide receiver, but that would that also would be a a good pickup for them as well. And you know the goal. I remember when I when I asked Henry the point of who would he pick out of you know the Tony the Marshalls and and all of that. I, I actually wouldn't mind seeing. Rashad, Rashad Bateman or Terrence Marshall over my guy Tony, you know, the smaller wide receivers because they have that, you know. They yeah, have that's that my thinking too. Yeah, you know, because they have Marquise Brown, you know, and and having a bigger wide receiver will really, I think it will do wonders for Lamar Jackson, you know. Um, I, I'm not down on him like everybody else, but he didn't have the season that, you know, at least me personally, that I ex- expected him to have. But you throw him a big wide receiver like Rashad Bateman, Terrence Marshall Jr., somebody like that, that could basically do it all. You know, I, yeah, I definitely would like to see that, you know, especially, and, and I like Terrence Marshall, but obviously, you know, we, we got Rashad Bateman higher. I got him higher on my list personally as well. So that would be a steal. I think if he falls that far, whoever gets him, Ravens, whoever fall, or if he, however, however it play out the end and somebody grab him, if he falls that far, that would be a steal. So yeah, I, I like him a lot, man. I like him a lot. He's uh, again with his size and everything. He's somebody that I I definitely see him. I, and I see him going ahead of Terrence Marshall. He's slightly a little bit bigger in weight. I mean, but the height, I think he's just slightly below at six two. But yeah, I think he's a he's definitely a better route runner. You know, so I like him. I like him a lot. Where are you at on Bateman, Henry? Yeah, Bateman's a good wide receiver. Um, of course, this this past season wasn't as uh, wasn't as good as his previous season, but I mean, a lot can go to that. COVID, um, you know, different players around that he's playing with, so you know, like a, a lot of things uh, that can go to why his production wasn't as good as his previous year. But he still put up pretty solid numbers. You still can see that the talent of him being a first round pick is one hundred percent still there. Um, it's funny because the whole time I thought it was 6'2 because that's what Minnesota had him listed at. But, you know, just mm-hmm. like you alluded to, Jordan, 6'1", six, six one, six one, maybe 6 foot, um, but plays bigger, just like you said, because of those long arms that he has. Um, I love his game. You know, I, it's funny. I think if he even went to um, of, a, of a bigger school than Minnesota, I still think he would have been uh, a, a number one wide receiver. If we're not going to count, you know, maybe Alabama and, and LSU, of course, because of the, of the dominant first-round wide receivers they've been having lately, I still think he, he would have been a number one. I still think he would have been giving, like, a lot of those SEC corners uh, some problems because he definitely can, can put some work in. I think he's another one of those wide receivers that you can use, like, as a uh, – kind of like as how, how Shanahan uses Debo Brown because, like I said, once you put him the ball in his hands, you can, uh, you can do a lot of – he 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 gets some work done once you put the ball in his hand. Josiah made a lot of great points about him too. I just also love how uh, he competes out there. You know, you going at Minnesota, which of course you know isn't one of the you know one of those big factories where you think you know a lot of good players are going to be coming from. But he definitely has the talent to be a top twenty. Just, I, he'll definitely be a still if he can fall to the Ravens on twenty seven. I think if he does be there at twenty seven, we should just. <laughs> put, put that card in ASAP. Bring up to the podium. Yeah, if, even if you're trying to hear some, let somebody give you a crazy trade package, which I doubt something like that would happen. You're going to turn that card in quick. 
because that's that's definitely a player that I think that can put our offense to to the next level. And another thing I like about him, his hands are a sure thing. You don't see him having no easy drops or, you know, some easy things. If it's an easy catch, he's going to make that catch. Even if it's a hard contested catch, more than 75% of the chance he's going to make that catch. So, and then it's funny because I remember a lot of scouts, they thought, oh, he's probably going to run in the 4-5, four, 4-4, four, four. and then he came out running the 4-3s, quote-unquote, but, you know, everybody seems like everybody's running 4-3s now. Of course, it was four three nine, like I was yeah, saying, four three nine. Yeah. Eh, so, make it four three nine. Yeah, so right, <laughs> right. So we'll see. We'll see if that translate over to the NFL because there's some plays you play with that four. Well, you seem like he played with that four three. And a lot of plays you seem like he didn't. I'll let's say I'll probably be my only knock on him. It seemed like he just didn't play with that speed all the time. Like I said, scouts would think he was running four five, but you know. I don't know, unless he did some magic work during the offseason to, to get up to that 4-3 or whatever the case may be. But, uh, yeah, great player. See him definitely going in between the 15 to 25 range uh, in the first round. So, yeah, like I said, if, if the Ravens pick him, I can see the Titans maybe snag him since they lost Corey Davis. That'd uh, be, a nice, that'd be a nice that'll, grab. I hope that'll happen because him, Derrick Henry, with that play action, I can see it now, so. Henry's having nightmares already. Now. So, <laughs> right now, it's going to be another team we see back in the AFC. So, but yeah, I think he'll be a good fit for a lot of teams up, up in that up in that fifteen to twenty five range. Yep. Moving on now to the top two. That every single day, I seem like I go back and forth. <laughs> but if I had to make a pick, this guy would. If I like gun to my head every time, it's as of the last, I guess, month. You could say. It's Jamar Chase as number two. But I honestly think if this was like last year, I think these two are still number one and two. That's that's just where I'm at. That's how good that's where I'm at with this class. Like Waddle is a better rugs. I think Bateman, I was very high on Denzel Mims, you know, mm-hmm. jury's still out on him, but I think he's way more polished. And these two I think are better than the top two we had last year. Jamar Chase, I mean, he set the world on fire in twenty nineteen. 1,780 yards, 20 touchdowns, 21.2 yards per catch on 84 grabs. It's just like video game stuff, bro. It's just, it's video game stuff. And as far as like a prospect goes, he's himself, again, another guy kind of similar to what we were talking about with Bateman. He's only six feet tall. He weighed in at 201 at his pro day. And he might even play at more like a 195. But when you watch him on that field just play absolute bully ball, like straight up taking DBs, tipping them upside down, and shaking them out for their lunch money, and then going and scoring a touchdown, right. that's Jamar Chase. Like, I mean, he has – like his contested catch ability was just – it was crazy. His speed, his deep speed, his ability to move after the catch and to and to get away from other guys – it's he can win either if he's going to run a DB over or if he's going to juke around them or run past them. He has he's he's just about a completed prospect as as you could be. The reason why I still sit here with him as number two and it's and this is like completely like splitting hairs, really with him. It's he has he doesn't quite have the same. He's not slow. He's not. He's not stiff at all. Like he's. There's a reason why he's. He's this good, and he is a clear cut, bona fide first round. Could very well easily be the first receiver off the board in the top ten. And well, I mean, I'm not gonna pull the trigger. Maybe in the top ten, depending on it. I just. I just don't know if I do that right there. 
but Wait, definitely you wouldn't, the first. Pick, you wouldn't pick Chase in the top 10? Depending on who it is and where he falls, like if I'm the Bengals, I'm not doing it. No, give me no, Penny Sewell every single day. Give me Penny Sewell. No, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, let's not make me mad if they pick. Yeah, like let's let's not even tease that. Like, there's people who would go, no, give him Jamar Chase because that's who he plays with. No, you take Penny Sewell right there. Let's not make this more complicated than it is. I would honestly draft Kyle Pitts before him. I would too. You know, and I mean, mean, you think he's a top ten prospect as far as like overall, like big board top ten. Yeah, like, like, yeah, for a team that needs a wide receiver, that absolutely needs a the wide The first receiver. place I would see him going if I was a GM is to the Giants. Right. That would be the first place. And the Giants pick what, like 11? Are they 11? Who's 10? Is that the Eagles? I think it's the Eagles. I don't go there. I go corner first over that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just, that's just me. Like, I just, the scarcity of fi- or how you can find not not like I think he will be a very good receiver. I don't think it's one hundred percent sold that he will be like an like a for sure fire all pro. You know, we saw Justin Jefferson do that last year for sure. We saw that, right? You know what I mean? But I just like there's there's receivers. There's so many good receivers in the NFL, and I feel like the the amount of tackles and the amount of corners and the amount of quarterbacks and the amount of pass rushers. There's not as many as good as those. So that's why, like on the big board. Like, I don't have him as, like, picking him in the top 10. But if he's the first receiver off the board, 100% get that. 1,000% get that. He is that good. And he will be – I think he would be very, very good for a team. Very good. Tremendous receiver. Like, he, he will be a number one for somebody. Yes. I am there definitely. And just he is – his brand of football, though, of playing, like, bully ball, which he did in, in college so much, and he's very good, and I think he'll be able to do that to a lot of corners – but I don't know if he can, how it's going to translate to the NFL because like the comps that I'm hearing for him and I get it. The comps that I hear are like the Des Bryant, the Anquan Bolden, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he's not as big as them. No, that's why he's I just not as big. You know what I mean? He, he will definitely be strong. He will definitely be good. It's just, and I'm, and this is the only reason why I'm just like, not like all the way in, like as far as a receiver prospect, I'm at, I'm at an a minus with him. You know what I mean? Like an a minus that's, that'd be my like grade and for surefire first rounder, you know? And I think he's going to be you, – you get this dude, you have a number one receiver, and I think he's going to be a dude you give a second contract to as well. Um, and the Giants, honestly, is where I would see him going, right there, right at 11, the Giants for me. Yeah, and just his game, I mean, the the, the tape in 2019 speaks for itself. It makes sense why he didn't play in 2019 or 2020. <laughs> he didn't have to. Like, what more you got to do? I mean, like, really. So – and like that he's grown and, and matured and kept himself in shape. There's no reason to suspect that he didn't knowing that he would go where he would. Right. I mean, the dude, the dude is a beast and really excited to see where he goes and how he fares in the NFL. And I think it's going, he's going to have a really nice career. Henry, we'll start with you. Do you think as, a, as far as a prospect goes, Jamar chase is much more highly touted than Justin Jefferson was last year. Yes, one hundred percent. That's an easy. That's an easy question for me. Uh, I one hundred percent believe so. Just just look what what he did to AJ Terrell last year versus Clemson when, when he did play. He cooked AJ Terrell like it wasn't even close. I thought after that tape, I didn't see AJ Terrell being a first round cornerback anymore because of how bad Chase just. Thought he was trash after yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, I don't, thought he was boo boo. I didn't think he should go in the first round no more because he cooked. 
AJ Terrell. Like it was, it wasn't even funny. Like he, abused, it was a mismatch. He abused them. It just made no sense. And you, you thought Clemson would adjust it. Maybe thought, maybe they thought, oh, it was just one play. Nah, it was about all game. He, he just could not. AJ Terrell didn't know what to do. I'm, I'm really surprised the Falcons still took him with the first round. AJ I, still had a good rookie year. Yeah, he had a really good rookie year, though. But, but I guess that speaks to Jamar. How great Jamar is, then. I know exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point, though. That's a good so, point. Yeah, so Jamar cooked his ass. So Jamar one of my favorite receivers. I remember Josiah. We we talked about it. We was like, you know, you think he might, you know, some of his value might be lost, of course, because if, if he uh, set out, well, we were actually we had this discussion. Because we thought if Joe Burrow, since Joe Burrow was going to be there, if his production would go down with, with teams, they oh you know where they fall. I thought he wanted because I thought you know they saw what 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 a good quarterback that he could be dominant. And jo- Josiah, I remember last year you kept alluding to how crazy Justin Jefferson's stats were last year. Yeah, yeah. Jamar yeah. Chase stats were better than his. Right, right. So right. that just shows you how great this dude can be and how, how big he plays, how strong he plays, how great after the catch he plays. Uh, if, if it's 50-50 balls, I'm going to say eight out of ten times he's going to catch it. Like, he's that damn good. Do you think that translates with his size? to Like, do you think eight out of ten in the NFL? Would you say that? Like, just as far as your synopsis? I, 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 that's a great question. Because, you know, he he, he is pretty strong. And you know those those DBs in the NFL are strong too. You're gonna to go up against Taylor <laughs> Ramsey's, the Marlon Humphreys, those those real physical corners that you know are just as physical or as strong stronger than you are. So that, that that's a great question. That percentage might go down because of course he's bullying DBs, but but then again he he is playing SEC DBs, which are pretty much the best DBs that you know you're gonna go up against. And yeah. College, so I mean, you only can go against what you're playing against. So, but the, the DBs that he did play against, he bodied them in every single one. Mm-hmm. Of them. So, mm-hmm. but that is a great question because you know if he does go to the Dolphins, then you know he, he still is going to be playing some great DBs. You know, you already know how Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is going to key in on him. So. Then if he does go to the, the Cincinnati Bengals, you got to deal with Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters. You got to deal with Denzel Ward, so some other physical corners over there too. So he definitely gonna have his uh, definitely gonna have to bring his lunch pail. But I think he's one hundred percent worthy of a top seven pick, top six pick. I I, I do one hundred percent believe that the production was there when we last saw him on the field. I know people try to bring okay, well he hasn't played in four hundred, five hundred, such and such days. I don't care. You yeah, know, that dude, don't worry me yeah, either. Dude can play football. The dude can play football, plain and simple. You know, of course, he was at one of those, you know, training facilities this whole entire time when, you know, when he wasn't playing, working his butt off. So, I, yeah, that doesn't worry me at all. The dude can play football. He's a baller. Definitely a top seven pick. Probably he, He's one of my favorite wide receiver prospects that, that came out in a while. I love him. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. He's he's something else, man. Josiah, uh, where would you – where would you – is are you inside of the top six or outside of the top six for picking him? Oh, I'm definitely in the in the top six. I mean, because Miami, I could see Miami getting them. Definitely could see Miami getting them, and I wouldn't be mad at that either. Wouldn't be mad at that or the Eagles. I think that's 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 why I disagree with you there. They can use a corner. Don't get me wrong; they definitely can use a corner. But I think when I think about the Eagles, I think about the rookie that the well, he's like a rookie. You know, he played in in what a few games last year in Jalen Hurts. But you know, you want that weapon. You need that number one, hands down 
weapon that's going to be able to, like we mentioned with a couple of these wide receivers, is going to be able to bail you out. That can basically run any route and every route. That's not going to be a, a problem in the locker room or anything like that. It's basically going to be your, your best friend on the field. And that's why if I'm the Eagles, that's where I would go. One of those two wide receivers or Kyle Pitts. I don't think he's going to be there. Right. But he, they need a weapon. They need a weapon there for sure. They need a corner. But because the quarterback is the most important position on the field and Jalen Hurts, I didn't, I, I'm not really too high on him. I wasn't really all that impressed. But I think if you give him some help, it would help him out, obviously, you know, big time. So, yeah, for sure. But Miami, though, yeah, Miami, same with Tua. I thought Tua was was solid at times, and then I thought he wasn't all of that. But, again, you give him one of those weapons, yeah, that will change, change everything. You know, Let me ask you this, Josiah. With, with Tua, we, we agree on him as far as like what he was in the NFL, like kind of a risk-averse guy, not really taking the chance. If you give him a guy like Jamar Chase, who is a beast, at like who who specializes in those contested tough catches with his play strength? Yeah, Do you think that, Tua is the guy to like I maximize him? I already know where you that that's a great question. I don't as of now know, but is Tua maximize it? I mean, is he somebody that has already hit his prime? I mean, he's a he's still rookie in the league. True, still a young player. I think he's going to get better. And I think if you you know to to get better, you need weapons around you. First of all, you start in the trenches, so you need your offensive line. They need. Some help there, a little bit, not not a lot. They they need some help though. They got they're young there, so but they could they could use a little bit of help. But a weapon would be next, you know, for them, and and a weapon as far as like a wide receiver, you know, or a pass catching weapon, and a wide receiver or a tight end there would uh would would, would somebody like Kyle Pitts would be big time for them. So that's a great question. I I don't think he can. I don't. As of now, you watch it like no, I don't think he could, but. Later on down the line, maybe midseason or maybe even the following year, I think he could because it, it would it would help Tua out, you know, especially if he stays healthy. Remember, that's another thing with 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 Tua. So yeah, that that's where I see. I, I can see him definitely in the top six going to Miami or going to uh Philadelphia. And as far as how he is, yeah, is, you guys brought up really great points with him, man. I the 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 reason why I have him, I was trying to, I was going back and forth too. The reason why I have him second is really just because he didn't play last year. You know, yeah, it's, really? it's not a big – yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I really could separate. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal at all. But I, I couldn't really separate the two. You know yeah, it's, I mean? it's when you They're get to really, like – yeah, I hear what you say. You get to like dudes like, like this, it's so hard. It's so hard. It, 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 it's tough. It's tough because some of the things – I mean, I mean, the things that we're saying now for Chase is going to be the same things we're about to say about the next guy. There's one thing that I do think the other guy does better, but I don't know if that I could say, well, that makes him hands down a better wide receiver. I'm just going off of what I just seen. That's 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 just it, you know. But I, I wouldn't again, I that's that's not the the knock chase or anything like that. That's just my own way of just separating the two real quick. Like, boom, this is how I'm gonna go because everything else matches. They're they're evened out. They're evened out, in my opinion. I do like Jamar Chase's route running. We talked about this a little bit. Jordan, I, I do like Jamar Chase's route running a little bit better. And the other uh, one, Henry, about. Henry, do you like? Sorry, sorry, Josiah. Do you what like Henry? Do you like Chase's route running better than Devontae Smith? Because everybody I knows who is. I know. I got Smith better as a pure route runner. Okay, yeah. that I just okay, okay. I just needed yeah, to get that up. Yeah, no, I don't, man. I I, I think you know I like uh, it's one of the other guys. I like what he does at the line of scrimmage. I love his double move. This is one thing we were talking about. One of the guys. I don't know. It if was, it was uh, Diami. 
Yeah, Dewami Brown. You know, he brought his double move. I like Chase's double move. I think Chase has the better double move out of the whole top ten. You know, in my whole well, out of this this whole class. You know, and, and that's big. That that type of stuff right there, and especially when you have the speed. We talked about Dewami Brown, how he can do the double moves and then shoot up. You know, and do the do the go routes or do whatever all the different type of complex routes. Jamar Chase can do it as well, but he could, I mean, he takes over games when he do. I mean, he'd do it on a consistent basis. Both of these guys, the next guy we're talking about is takes over games too, obviously, you know, from yards and catches and touchdowns and all of that. But yeah, as far as a route running, yeah, man, I, I got, I got Jamar Chase, man. I, I just, I, I just, I, I like the way I, I think the double move is what really gets me. De- Devontae, Devontae Smith, well, I don't even want to get into that yet. We we about to talk about him, but Jamar Chase, yeah, for sure, man. He's definitely uh, one and two. I, I wouldn't even say two. I'm gonna say like one B. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, one B. Uh, and yeah, it's not one thing this dude cannot do. I mean, he's he's definitely top ten prospect as well. So, yeah, this dude is, uh, and he's somebody. You know, it's crazy too because I remember. Me, you know, me and I, as the listeners know by now, you know, me and Henry always have great conversations. Same with me and Jordan. We have great conversations off air of football. And, you know, I remember when me and Henry was talking one time about, you know, the wide receivers and and who would, you know, if, if Jamar Chase would have came out the year before, he probably he would have been the best wide receiver coming out the year before. You yeah. Know? Oh, I think both these guys are number one and two or or one yeah. A and one B. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would say like the top five for me. One would be still, I mean, obviously it's Devontae Smith. That's who we got. That's who I had as my personal. Then my number two would still be Jamar Chase. My number three, not knowing what Justin Jefferson was going to do his rookie year, mm-hmm. prospect-wise, would have been Jerry Judy. Number four would have been CeeDee Lamb. Right. And then probably Bateman at five or Elijah Moore. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, you I, know. I have to disagree with you there with Devontae Smith because Devontae Smith really took his game to a whole nother level from his junior year to senior year. But I thought I thought he looked better than Judy. I, I I can't go there because man, I, I, I watched every single Alabama game. Yeah, I, I can't go there because remember because remember if he would have came out his first year, he still would have been a first round pick. But it was in between like twenty five like like twenty five to the end of the first, maybe early early second. And I remember I even questioned. I remember I even told Josiah, I said, "Man, he should have went to the draft because especially when you're a first round pick, you know you're a first round pick. You just never know. What if he would have got hurt?" Except sure. I, yeah, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. There's, yeah, there's a lot of things. That could I think business wise, you're 100 percent correct. 100. You're saying, correct. but Jordan, you're going off of what you personally feel. You don't think that's how it would have played out in the, in the draft. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, let's say, let's say, let's say from his junior tape, he still would have been number one and number no, two. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm saying I'm, like, let's say, let's say, let's say we have their whole college career up to the point in which they declare to determine what this person is as a prospect. Well, right? I mean, that's that's kind of not fair to because we never know what Jerry Judy would have been if he would have stayed for a senior year. But I still, I mean, I still yeah. just, I mean. You're going off. Declared as, he declared, he, when he declared. Like, he's talking I mean, about eligible to declare it all. You're not talking about, you're not adding this year for Devontae. Well, no, because he said if we put all their college whole career together. When they declare. Kind of, yeah, exactly. I'm about to ask kind of fair to Jerry Judy and the Rugs because they didn't play a senior year. You don't know what they could have did with their senior year. That's what I'm saying. Well, hold okay. on. When, when, when he was eligible or when they actually declared? when they declared. When they declared. Okay. So, That's you know, so it's kind of unfair to Jerry Judy because he didn't play a senior yeah. year. You know what I'm saying? Because what if he did play a senior year, he probably would have had some crazy numbers too. 
It, I think it's more so not just the numbers. I think it's just like the traits. That's the thing. Like, let's say, like, sure, yeah, Jerry Judy is a junior. His traits, like, they, what would it have served for Jerry Judy to come back? No. I don't really think it's. I don't think it. Like, I don't think it matters to. Like, I, I think you come, you declare when it makes the most business sense for you. I see. So yeah, he comes back and he kills. I still think the traits of the guy are the same. You know what I mean? Like, like here's an example. Like Justin Herbert, right? Came back his his to play and finish out later on. But the year before, he arguably had better tape because progression progression is never linear. It's not like every single year you just get better and better and better and better and better. It it doesn't always work that way. Progression be like, oh, you got better, you did this kind of better, but then you kind of went down here with your numbers, and then this. Well, because there's so like it's like we all know this. Football is so such the biggest team game there is, right? So when you declare like, and you look at him as a prospect, and you take all of his tape into con- into context. The number one guy at Alabama last year was Jerry Judy. Not, I mean, in 2019 when Jerry Judy was there, it was it was Judy, but Devontae Smith was still out there as a wideout. Then when Ruggs left, when Judy left, and then when Waddle got hurt, that opened up the gate for Devontae to have all of these targets given to him. And the whole, like, basically, like, so much more of the offense given to him. So that shot his numbers up. I feel like if Devo- if, if if Devontae's numbers were what they were like last season in 2019 when he had 1,200 yards as opposed to 1,800 yards, I don't necessarily think that 600-yard difference is changing our perspective of him as a prospect. That's what I'm saying. I think it's we're looking at his traits and how he plays. Right? It's just like like with Jamar Chase sitting his hit this year in 2020. We saw what he did in 2019. Both you and I and Henry agree he didn't need to play this year. It was it didn't make sense because Joe Burrow's gone. The quarterback that's gonna come in is not gonna be the same. You lost Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You lost offensive linemen. So why play? It doesn't make sense, but this is the tape that we have from Jamar Chase to go off of. He decided, no, I'm just going to sit out and then I'm going to go into the, into the league. So that's that's just how I'm. That's just what I'm saying. Like I feel like as prospects, when we were to grade all these guys, that Devonte Smith and Jamar Chase would still be number one and two. That's just me. So, but we we can jump into our number one prospect if we. <laughs> <laughs> talk, haven't talked about him enough already. Right, right, right. <laughs> is, is Devontae Smith? I mean, I'll let I'll let you start because I just I went on a little little thing about what Devontae was doing. Man, we both agree though he is the number one prospect in this draft, and we both agree it's insanely close. What edges Devontae out for you? What well, is? Well, I'll say this, and this is not even a big thing, man. But one thing I really liked, and we talked about, I think Henry brought this up about one of the guys already in the top 10 is the way he high points the ball. He was talking about another wide receiver. I feel like the way Devonte high points the ball. It's the it, best. It's the best. And it remind me, it remind me in this regard, and I'm not saying he is Larry Fitzgerald or anything like that. I'm just saying the way Larry can hype, or at least the way he used to be able to do it when he was in his prime and he was young. That's how I look at Devonte Smith. He's the best when it comes down to that. That's he interesting. Is, I always said AJ Green just because they're white. AJ Green's a good. That's another good one. That's another good one as well. Yeah, but no, I see why you say Larry. I mean, just like high point the ball, pure hands, I, leaps. I get pure it. Hand, yeah, it's strong, really strong hands, really strong hands. 
you know, he doesn't just, you know, high points the ball and he comes up with drops. He's, he's for sure coming down with the ball. So he's contesting, competing for every single pass that's thrown to him. You know, I actually think he made not just him and Waddle made Mac Jones look a lot better than people think he really is. Cause I'm one of the few, well, one of the, some actually, because I think you're the same way. Think that he's overrated, but that's another conversation. But Devontae Smith, man, is definitely he's durable. You know, that's another thing that you want to see. We talked about some of these guys up here that are top wide receivers. It's got they got some injuries. It's had some injuries and whatnot. Not not Devontae Smith. He's really he's been pretty durable for the most part. He's really consistent. You know, he's somebody that I feel that can really dominate with a weapon on the side of him or without another weapon on the side of him. He's one of, you know, some guys like we just mentioned with Marquise Brown, you know, we talked about how we give him Dewami Brown or we give him Rashad Bateman or something like that. Then, you know, maybe Marquise would actually play, you know, he play a little bit better. All the pressure won't be on him. I think the pressure could be on Devontae or, or Chase, you know, or Chase. Right. Yeah, for sure. Either one of them and they still do what they do. Their game on how they played in college, I believe it's going to be the same way they play the, the, the way they played in college is gonna be the same way they're gonna play in the NFL. I truly believe that. I don't I don't think it matters what team they go to. I oh I, I will well I would hope I would hope that they go to a team that has decent decent QB play. It doesn't have to be great, but I would like to see decent QB play at least so we can, you know what I mean? So we can see them flourish. So they so see how great they are. Cause we know they can we know they can play. So, yeah, it's not one thing this dude cannot do, man. I I really like his game, you know, and, yeah, he, he's number one for and, – and he's somebody, too, that plays a lot bigger than what he is. When you watch him play, maybe it's oh, because yeah. of – you know, he don't look like 6'1", 175 pounds. He, he does. Like he that. looks like he's 170. He looks like that, but you're right. He looks taller than – he, he plays looks taller than that. To me, he looks more. That's uh, just me. I mean, it's just weight, but I, I think he looks like he's more one ninety somewhere around. He just looks bigger. Even so with his leg, his legs look so tiny. Maybe it's the way you know what it may. Maybe it's the way. Like I said, going back to high point in the ball. Maybe yeah, it's, it's just how he plays. Like he doesn't yeah. have. I hear what you're saying. Like he yeah. does not lack play strength. He does not lack. Like he gets off press. So like I don't want to keep going over your point, but like no, you're good. I hear what you're saying. Like he plays. He like. I think it's the glaring issue with him, right? Everybody see that that one seventy. Right. He played bigger, right? He played bigger, and that's the that's what you want to see. And then that's something you could, I mean, obviously you could pick up weight. You know what I mean? I mean, that's he probably wouldn't need to. I mean, he's pretty durable. Like I said, he's not no no wide receiver that has serious injuries or anything. I mean, like ten that. pounds. Like if he get to one eighty, I'm like, yeah, he'll be all right. He'll still have his speed and all of that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think he'll he'll be all right. He definitely again going back to the whole size deal. He looks taller than six one. You know, uh, yeah, man. This is this is a deserving spot for him. Again, this is no Jamar Chase is right there. I, I'm not I'm not debating with anybody that has. Chase over Devontae Smith. I think Henry, Henry, you don't only, I think Henry might have been. Yeah, Henry has. Yeah, Henry got Chase one. Right. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't debate when anybody got Chase over uh Devontae Smith at all. You know, but yeah, this it's not one thing this dude can't do. And he I said this with Chase. He's somebody that can literally take just takes over games, bro. Just it literally takes just throw him the ball. Throw him the ball. It don't even matter. What, what, uh, where he's at, you know, he, he's definitely, he's definitely catching it. So, yeah, Devontae Smith, number one, well deserved. And yeah, I can't, 
Can't wait to see him in the league. Yeah, I don't care. Don't, you know, it's crazy. We talked about QBs and, and teams and all of that. We, we got to talk about the Giants a little bit because they need a weapon. That right. I ain't going to lie. That would scare me a little bit with Devontae's, <laughs> you know, as talented as he is, playing with with Daniel Jones. I don't, I don't know. But Daniel it can Jones out. and Kenny Galladay. Yeah. And Stream Shepard and Darius Slayton. Yeah. And Saquon. Yeah. Yeah. But Daniel got, Jones has to deliver, though. Yeah. I mean, I, at that point, I I like that <laughs> because at that point, then if Daniel don't deliver, it's all you okay. know you don't have to do it. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, there is no like, well, but nah, bro. <laughs> we got you Andrew Thomas last year, and we got you Matt Pert, so we shirt up the tackle spot. Free agent signed. Then they get a Will Hernandez, right, in the interior. They got Saquon. Wayne Gallman's a good change of pace back. You got four weapons. at. I mean, what more do you need, Daniel? I mean, damn, Daniel. Yep. I mean, I hear you. I hear you 100%. I don't want to see it either, but like we would know, right? Right. That would that would clarify some things for uh, Giant fans on who they cube if they got the guy or not. For sure, I think it's I think it's a great move. I think it's kind of similar to like what Denver did with Drew Locke last year. Yeah, like yeah. when they was just like, let's get Judy, let's get Hamler. We had no offense. You know what I mean? Now, either way, if Drew Locke isn't the dude to make it work with all these playmakers, you move on from the quarterback. And the playmakers are still there for whoever else you bring in. I mean, that's just how you got to play it. That's how you got to do it. That's how you. That's how you construct teams. I feel like that's how you construct and build offenses. That's just me. That's a good point. No, I agree. I agree there. Because look at Denver now. Mm-hmm. Now they're in a position where they may get a Trey Lance, and then you say, "Hey, look, now Denver's, you know, they're 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 right there on the on paper wise." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm with it right there. Yeah, still fuck them, but. <laughs> 100% bro silver and black <laughs> 100% but yeah only thing I mean there's not much more I can say about Devontae that you didn't say um, the only thing I would say is that like I love his ability against press the the 170 the only way that's concerning is if you can't get off the press but this dude against the press was the man this dude like setting up his releases was the man this dude just being As far as like a receiver, he is like when he runs and he strides, this reminds me of like Justin Jefferson. They're, they were grass eaters and you see them just like run their routes. And when you're a grass eater like that and you have good play strength, it makes it look like you're moving fast, but you're not doing too much and you're not moving in a hurry. You're calm. You're, you're in your element. You're calm. You're confident. You're cool. You're calm. You're collective but you're flying down the field and you're making catches over people's heads. Like he just seems so in control of what he's doing. So aware and so sound that I just, there's so many, like he, he will adjust his routes to different coverages. I mean, as far as a prospect goes, I mean, he is everything you look for from a receiver, except for the fact that you look when he step on a scale, it's 170 pounds, but there's nothing in his game that suggests that is a weakness. So really, you know, that's why I have him here at number one. And I think he's the best receiver prospect that's came out in the last two years easily. I'd have to go back and think to 20, 2018, 2019, I mean, but, but yeah, that's where we're at. That was the receivers top 10. Did, did Henry, you, did he say his point? Oh, he must. 
No, Henry Henry had to Henry had to jump on out. He had to go get food for the fam. Oh, okay, okay. I missed. Yeah, that. I was I was hoping to hear his rebuttal on uh on on the the prospects coming out, but he had, he had to go get food for the fam. Oh, okay. okay. So, but we will be back with our next position preview when we had posted initially a poll of what people want to hear the most. Tackles came in second to wide receivers. We will repost with all positions available because we're not going to be able to get to every single position with how much time we have left until the draft. We certainly aren't. So, I mean, really, we basically got like one more position group to tackle, really. So if if people want to go position group, if people want to go big board, I don't really know. We will table it either way. But nonetheless, we will be back sitting here at the table for the next episode of Cover Zero. It's good to be back on the mic. Y'all take care. Peace. That's our show. Be sure to email us with your questions, comments, and statements to CoverZeroPodcast at gmail.com. To find all of the links to follow us on social media and also to find more exclusive content, visit us at TSSAW.com. See you next week.